Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. Welcome back to another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. We got Kelly Cook in the building. How are you doing, Kelly? What's going on, Elizabeth? Excited. I got my uh, microphone back here. I'm kind of moving podcast stations around the office here. So uh, I got that the deep podcast sexy voice right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's smooth. It's smooth in here today. <laughs> Very white. Perfect. So <laughs> last week, um, we kind of talked about the looming election and what that might mean for real estate kind of in the short term and in the long term. Um, probably not too much change uh, short term, but long term, you definitely want to look at some of the policies that are going to affect real estate um, over the next couple of years. Um, our topic today kind of goes somewhat along with that. I mean, there are a lot of, not only with the election, there's a lot of questions there, but there's also a lot of economic uncertainty. Um, people are, you know, kind of scared. I mean, I know we're all over thinking about this whole COVID thing, but yes, it's still yeah. here. It's still affecting our lives um, yes. and affecting the economy, right? So, I mean, as a real estate agent, these are probably questions that you're getting a lot um, of people being wary of selling, wary of buying. Um, you know, can they can they count on um, on the economy staying staying where it is right now, going even lower? I mean, you know, there are just a lot of questions with um, how this is going to go in in a, over the next couple months or year, right? So um, today we want to talk about kind of how you field those questions with um, making your clients feel, you know, a little bit safer or assured while um, still giving them facts and, and answering all of that. So let's get into it. Kelly, um, how long do you think it'll take the economy to, to fully recover from COVID? From, you know, all of the shutdowns, everything that's happened there, we've taken a big dip. Um, when do you see us kind of climbing back up to where it was? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a study, there's a lot of studies that are going on right now, right? Um, so I think when you have um, situations like this that are really big, right, a worldwide pandemic, right, uh, the economy, elections, et cetera, you really need to stick with the facts, right? I mean, there's a lot of emotion, as we all know, tied up in a lot of these things, right? Um, and, you know, emotion, emotion is, is fine, um, but facts are, are facts, right? They, they, facts should, emotion gets you to act, but facts should, should be based on how you act, right? You should base your actions around those facts, not necessarily how you feel. How you feel may not be what is reality, right? And then that just causes, obviously, problems in the future. So good question. And to answer that question, um, it's going to be April. No, I'm just kidding. No one has a date, right? No April one has 19th, a date. 2021. Yeah, it's all good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. No, you did not hear that here first. Okay, that is not true because no one has that answer. However, in looking at the facts, a lot of these data is from Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs. Um, they did a status, status uh, excuse me, a status study or study on the status of the economy. If you, either way, you want to like that, you like that. But um, and they found that when in the second quarter, they, they predicted that the V-shaped economy uh, or uh, rebound would occur, and um, the third quarter would by the end of the third quarter, we would be fiscally on the housing economy back to where we were pre-COVID, if not ahead of it. And guess what? All those studies were right. 
we are surpassed, surpassing, and we are past where we were pre-COVID, nationally speaking, on the housing prices. Very interesting. Also, they did a study here too that I found from John Burns Consulting, give him credit for this, right? And they uh, interviewed um, hundreds of business owners around the country. And what they found is that the study by, by them is that 90% uh, of, of business owners actually believe that the economy will return to normal within one to three months of the pandemic passing. Now, what they don't do is describe what that looks like, right? That is subjective in and of itself. Is the pandemic passing when we have a vaccine? I'm assuming that's, that's gotta be it because let's, let's be honest. I mean, it, as long as one person in the world has coronavirus, it's always gonna be around, right? We have to just live with it, deal with it, et cetera. So I'm assuming they're, they're saying when consumer confidence is up high enough because there is a vaccine that is effective. When that will be? That's, that's the other question, yeah. Exactly, right? I mean, you have some people saying end of this year, you have people saying early next year, so who really knows? But one thing that is true is we're getting closer and closer according to some of the uh, pharmaceutical companies that are releasing clinical trials. All right, so that's interesting. So optimism is high, that's a good thing, right? Even going into the election, this and that, um, overall optimism is high by business owners. Okay, so that's, that's the first thing. The next thing here we'll just jump right into is will it cause a recession? Um, and recession, you guys know what the technical definition of recession is, and that's when GDP is negative for two quarters in a row by an economy. Well, what's interesting is, is that um, right now, uh, recession, a recession, even if that does happen with GDP being negative, right, which it has been for obviously uh, several months, I don't know about two quarters quite yet, uh, but it very well could be. Um, what's interesting is recession doesn't necessarily equal a housing crisis. Now, looking back in 2006, seven, eight, and in the nine, 10, et cetera, that recession, that did equal a housing crisis, right? It did. But it doesn't always mean that. But in that fact. one, and that one, interestingly, like the recession was almost caused by the housing market itself. So you it's go. not, it wasn't the other way around. That's right. That's right. And what, that's a great point, Elizabeth, because what we're talking about is the other way around here, right? And that being said, what's interesting is the six years leading up to the housing crash of 2000 and let's call it six, seven, eight, right? Depending on where, you, where you're at in the country, um, the, uh, the appreciation um, rates were much higher. I mean, the lowest appreciation rate in uh, the five, six years leading up to it was 6.5%. The highest was 12.5% nationally. Okay. Now compare that by the previous six years leading up to today and the lowest appreciation rate was 4.4%, excuse me. And the highest was just 6.4%. And that was 2017. So now 2020 is going to probably blow that out of the water. But the point is the appreciation was skyrocketing at a much higher rate for six years prior to the housing crash, as opposed to uh, it is today, right, nationally. So that's very interesting. Um, another thing too is right now, the housing market really looks nothing like what it did in 2008, leading up to the complete meltdown of the housing market, right? 37% of people who own homes in America right now do not have a mortgage, 37%. That's a lot, right? Yeah. And then a vast majority of the ones who do have over 20% equity. Why? Well, because um, primarily lending standards were not the same way they were then, right? Obviously you can get a loan and a mortgage on a house now for less than 20% down. You can't. However, a lot more people are still choosing to put 20% down and had done so for the last six years. And there's no, no doc or stated income loans available out there for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. um, in mainstream, in the mainstream uh, uh, lending uh, industry. So that is all helping to create this situation to be much different, okay? So 
the pandemic does not necessarily equal a recession and does not necessarily equal uh, a housing fall off. So this is how you best got to address these, these uh, questions to your clients when you're speaking to them about what's truly happening based on data and facts in the market today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whereas a lot of people right now just are going off of whatever they're seeing on the local, you know, news channel station. And they're, and there's just fear, fear, fear. Right. And, and they're just letting that paralyze them from acting. And if you just look at the facts, the facts could back up that fear, but right now, based upon the fear that that's being projected on most Americans right now through the media, it's not equaling the facts a hundred percent or completely. It's just not right. And we just, and at least specifically in the housing market and in the economy is like, it's like from what we were afraid of, it seems like it's doing kind of, especially with the housing market, doing the opposite. Like, I mean, I've said this before, but we had, you know, a talk about, oh, when this thing first started, like, oh my goodness, where is this going to go? A lot of agents were cutting back budgets, all of that stuff. And then, you know, we were surprised by how much it didn't like hinder the housing market really. So yeah. um, again, just kind of looking at those facts and, and all of that. Um, one last question I have for you is if, an agent is dealing with a buyer who maybe, you know, is, is afraid, uh, a buyer or a seller who, who is afraid. And after we've, you know, kind of dealt with all of those questions about, well, the, this is what the facts are about where the economy is going. Um, and they have the question about, should I buy or sell right now? What should these agents be telling them? Like, is it a good idea? I mean, even though, yes, we have facts, like there is obviously still some uncertainty with it. Um, but is there ever really not uncertainty in the, in the economy or, you right. know, right. <laughs> right. No, it's a good question. Okay, so, and I don't want to give the canned answer here, but I, I will be sure to tell you that it honestly does depend on your local market conditions, right? For example, we did a study on the national housing market and economic uh, conditions right now. Um, and then we took the same data and we applied it to just Arizona, right? Where we're at, completely, not completely different, but different. It, it is different. For example, I think the unemployment rate last time we saw, it came out was around 8.1% uh, or so, I want to say. Uh, somewhere around that ballpark it is in the eights. Arizona's is in the high fives. We're 5.9%, right? So the unemployment rate in Arizona is much better than the overall national picture in the economy nationally. And then you want to look at your local conditions in terms of job growth as well, right? Not just unemployment, but job growth uh, and, and corporations and company growth, bringing their companies into your, your, um, your city, right? Because that will obviously create jobs and create a much better, robust local economy, which those people need housing. And then you also want to look at guys, your stats of the local um, housing starts and permits, right? How many homes are being built compared to how many homes were being built in 2005, six, seven, eight in your local economy? And what was the, the demand supply or the demand percentage, excuse me, then compared to demand now? Like Arizona's is completely flip-flopped. We had less demand overbuilt, um, over, over abundance, I should say, of supply we were overbuilt in 2005, six, seven, eight, and then boom, housing uh, bubble pops, right? Well, now those two numbers are about flip-flopped, right? We now have the almost the a percentage amount of equal to what we're having for housing starts back then for demand now, and the housing starts are down where the demand was, right? So just literally did a 180. And so now we have a shortage supply of houses causing um, the uh, prices to, the prices of these homes to, to really increase rapidly in 2020 post COVID, post this pandemic that hit back in March. So I would say to, to, to advise your clients based upon that and based upon the current affordability of the house based upon the interest rates, right? It doesn't matter if, if, if market, if the housing price goes up, you know, a hundred grand, but the interest rate goes down 
1%, your payment's about the same, mm-hmm. right? Roughly speaking, right? So, so you can't just look at prices. The prices have skyrocketed, but, but rates are still going down or lower. You can get some sort of awesome financing rate. Then that's what you should look at, right? Mm-hmm. Because the values will do this and do that, do this and that, and trying to time it up perfectly is a... Um, is, is, is hard to do. And you know, look at opportunity costs, right? What are you going to do if you're going to wait two years, three years, four years, five years, whenever the housing market might, might cycle through and go down. Okay. What are you going to do in the interim? Are you going to just rent? Okay. Well then do the math on that. If you're paying $2,000 a month um, and you rent for an entire year, all right, then, or just do 60 months, say it's five years, what you're predicting or whatever it is, your model is right. How much money is that? I don't right? want to do the math. But a lot of times that rent calculation, that total <laughs> rent calculation. Yeah, I mean, that, that total rent calculation could equally, based on two years, three years, four years, five years, could equally equal more than what the difference would be if you bought today and the housing uh, market dropped 10%, right? Yeah. You're still in the good if that's, if that's your model, what you believe is going to happen in the future, trying to time the market up correctly. So the point is just be careful on that and, um, and foreclosures too, right? Right now, we don't know. I mean, right now the economy, the unemployment rate is slowly dipping, right? So the hope is that no matter who gets in office or whatever happens, right? The hope is that the, the unemployment rate continues to decline and gets back to somewhat where it was prior to COVID happening. And if that happens before the end of the first quarter of 2021, then we could do the market could continue to run because all these people who are in mortgage forbearance right now, their 12 months are going to be up approximately the end of the first quarter of 2021. Well, if they get gainfully employed, Prior to that, they'll stay in their house. The houses will not go on the market. They will not have to sell them. And the market will continue to run because the economy has, has got back to kind of where it was, so, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the things you've got to be careful of. If, now, if you're a firm believer that won't happen, then maybe you should wait. But right now, the data kind Look of- at the facts. Yeah. yeah, the facts data kind of point to that's probably not going to happen, even no matter who gets in office um, to some degree, right? But we don't know what policies could be enacted. So that's still a wild card to some degree at this point. Wonderful. There well, you go. <laughs> yeah, we took a deep dive into the economy today. Deep. Yes, <laughs> deep, deep dive into the economy. But I mean, I think that that had a lot of great, great stuff in it as to how when when you are being tasked with answering these questions, like that really, I mean, we don't have a for sure answer to like, you know, is this going to cause a recession? Well, we don't, we don't know for sure, but there is a lot of stuff that you can look at to um, give that, you know, a little bit more confident answer to, to your clients. And I think, and uh, I think that that's really what's important is to just present them with facts instead of right emotions and kind of like, well, I don't know, I think this might happen. So yeah, well, um, I'll say this to the, the most, the most important question you can ever ask and John Maxwell said this is why right so if the client says well I want to wait because of or I want to wait da 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 the best thing you do is ask okay why is that mm-hmm. because you can't solve the puzzle unless you have all the pieces exactly you have to get pieces of information from them because uh, you don't know why they're truly waiting they might just and, and their their the reason could be completely baseless you mm-hmm. give them the facts you present them with those data that data and the fact and the reality then maybe maybe they'll change their mind mm-hmm. right and that's really all you can do, right? I mean, you can be the expert, help them where you can. That's but right. wonderful. So we've kind of really took a deep dive on the economy. Um, next week, maybe we'll do something a little bit lighter. Um, but, you know, <laughs> let us know what questions you have, where where you want us to go. Um, if uh, We might have some guests on coming up pretty soon here as yep. well. So um, if you have any questions about the economy or any other topic, uh, you can go ahead and reach right out to Kelly. And where can they reach you, Kelly? 
Yeah, as, as always, 480-227-2028. That's my cell. You can call or text or email at kelly at kellycookhomes.com. But most importantly, smash that. Smash, <laughs> smash that subscribe button. button. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and then you'll be notified every time that we have one of these riveting economy talks or real estate yeah. or anything else that, um, you know, that comes to mind. So we'll, we'll see you next time. Kelly, have a great time day. Great time. Okay, great you too. Day. Yeah, have a good time as well. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook.